Hey, hey, I'm Taylor Ray, and this is another solo episode of On the Outside. Hey, friends, welcome back. So honestly, my goal in this solo episode today is to keep it short and keep it cute. These family chats, these solo episodes, girls, they were supposed to be a good little 5, 10, maybe 15 minutes. I'm going on for 20 minutes every week. And honestly, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot for all of us. So today we're keeping it short. We're keeping it cute. In today's episode, I am chatting with you guys about pivoting careers and being a multi-hyphenate. I first heard the term multi-hyphenate when I was watching a masterclass. I downloaded the masterclass app like we do when we want to be our most productive, highest self. I think I only watched like half of one. I'm going to be honest with you. My husband watched like a wine tasting masterclass and like we watched some of the Gordon Ramsay one, but like, honestly, I did not. I feel like it is an incredible resource, but I really didn't get what I should have gotten out of it. Anyway, that was the first time that I heard the term multi-hyphenate and I feel like that is so me. It's giving creator, host, athlete, activist, those are those are the the hyphenated titles that I feel most connected to. But really what this episode is about is how you might think about shaping a path for yourself that has not been shaped before. Now, that being said, I'm not the first activist athlete, I'm not the first podcast host trainer, I'm not the first academic that also has hobbies and passions. So, it's not necessarily that I'm the first to ever do a combination of these things, but it's not really super common. There's not really an exact blueprint of someone that I can say, oh, what they're doing, I want to do exactly that. But there's a couple key points that I hope you can take away from my experience that might help you on your own path. The first thing that I will say is figuring out who has done something similar, something within the same realm, something that you're inspired by. Someone, whether it's a celebrity, whether it's an academic, whether it's someone in history, whether it's someone that you know or don't know, just someone that has a path, and we're talking career now, someone that has a path that you think, huh, there's something really interesting about that that I love. There are people that I admire so much, and what I realized I admired about their career is that it was something that was super multidimensional and that they were pieces that didn't necessarily all fit together perfectly. When I said that I was an actor and a dancer and a singer, those things kind of all went together under the umbrella of performer. But when I became an amateur boxer and then I went to grad school to get my master's in human rights, I co-founded a company about anti-racism education in the fitness and wellness space. I was working doing DEI for different companies and I'm a content creator specifically in the fitness space. Those things didn't really seem like a cohesive through line, but I could look to people that I thought, okay, what do I really like? about what they're doing. And what I liked was that it was original, it was unique, and it felt authentic. 
what I do every day and what my quote unquote brand is, is just very authentic to me. It's things I really care about and things that I truly love and enjoy. So looking outward to the people that you admire and that inspire you, I think that's absolutely the first key and crucial step. Richard went through a big Tony Robbins phase and something that Tony Robbins says and talks about is not reinventing the wheel, looking to people that have done something before you and using that path to move forward. That's actually one of the reasons that I started this podcast. I looked at people whose careers I admired and I thought, how do I build a bridge between my academic work, my athletic work, my human rights work? And my social media world? How do I create something that connects all of those pieces together? And some people that I really respect and admire had podcasts as platforms to kind of make a more cohesive story for themselves. And I saw that and thought, wow, that's so clear. That is such a good idea. And I ran with it. So you got to look around you. It's not stealing. It's not ripping somebody off. I mean, of course you could do that. And I hate that for you. Don't do that. But (laughs) being inspired by people that are doing a really good job at something, that's just you being smart, girl. Like, love that for you. Like, you better learn from the world around you. The next thing that I'll say that might be a, a good takeaway if you're kind of within the realm of trying to either become a multi-hyphenate, squish things together that don't traditionally go together, or if you're thinking about pivoting careers, what I would say as your next key step... Okay, so now that I've gotten up and grabbed the notebook, it actually says getting shit done, not get your shit together, but that was honestly pretty close enough. So friends, I'm being so vulnerable with you right now. I cannot believe I'm reading you from my little goals notebook, but okay, this is Taylor in 2015. Short-term goals, get an agent, increase flexibility, because honestly, I always wanted to do a split, like dance was the bane of my existence. Okay, I go on. Go on tour, write every day, even one sentence, decrease my credit card debt by 50%, maintain a healthy body, exercise at home. My long-term goals were be in a Broadway tour, have the ability to do a split, save enough money to move to a studio in New York, no credit card debt, write a book. Okay, that is so wild reading these back. And then on the next page, I have each of those categories, five bullet points of how to do each of those things. And at this moment, my goals were all around being an actor. So it was all around that actor world. But I mean, it's pretty slay to say, aside from doing a split, (laughs) which I don't know if I'll ever do, I actually think that I've achieved all of these goals. I was on a Broadway national tour. I saved enough money to move to New York. I don't have any credit card debt. I wrote an ebook with my co-founder of activism. I probably will write a book with my thesis, but I did write an ebook. That that ebook took so much work too. Oh my gosh. I got an agent. I went on tour. I maintain a healthy body with exercise. Honestly, good for me. That's actually really crazy to read back. All that being said, okay, now that my trip down memory lane is done, all that being said, I started writing these goals in 2015. That's almost 10 years ago. And 
taking these moments to just write your big picture things, like be an actor, these were all the steps under it, those types of actionable, digestible steps, that is what is so needed. I'll read something to you from this year's kind of goal setting to make it a little bit more relevant. Today, my goals are a little bit more specific. I divide them up between marriage and family, business goals, relationships, personal growth, spirituality and inner world, physical health, and finances. Now, while all of those things don't necessarily intersect at career, which is more what I'm talking about in this episode, a lot of them do. So things like business goals, personal growth, physical health. I mean, honestly, so many of them do, but I would say, okay, business goals, personal growth, finances. I'll just focus on those. And then under those things, I have actionable steps every single day. So I have growing my Instagram to 17K. That's something that's a goal for Q1 specifically for me. By the end of the year, my goal is to grow my Instagram to 20K. That is a big career goal for me because a majority of my income comes from Instagram partnerships. And so that's something that's important to me. That's an example of the kinds of goals that I'm talking about in terms of career. And the final little nugget, because I said this was not going to be a long episode, but y'all know I just yap, 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 cannot stop myself. But the final thing that I'll say in terms of pivoting careers is having a very clear vision, a very clear outlook of the kind of life that you want to have. When I started getting more involved in anti-racism education and working as an advocate and using social media specifically, because this was in 2020, so primarily we were in lockdown, especially in the beginning of this work, as an activist, and then became more and more interested in mass incarceration reform, Those things became so important to me that I knew they were going to be a huge part of my path. And in our society, a lot of time, your path also intersects with your career because we only have so many hours in a day. And I knew that I really wanted my work and my job to intersect at advocacy and racial justice. And so that vision became step-by-step, goal-by-goal, leading me to grad school, leading me to become the assistant director of Just Ideas, leading me to become a teaching assistant in Taconic Women's Correctional Facility, teaching classes in Metropolitan Detention Center. And I didn't necessarily have those specific things like on my mood board, like these are, this is how I'm going to get there. But having a very clear vision of what I wanted, that really helped me to know instantly ooh, I got to say yes to this opportunity. Ooh, this opportunity really aligns with the future that I want. And knowing deep down what you want for yourself, it makes it so easy to say yes when the opportunities comes along. And it makes it so easy to say no when the opportunity just does not align with your spirit and your heart. So that being said, I'm going to leave you with that for this week's episode, talking about how I figured it out how I figured out how to become a multi-hyphenate doing something I wasn't really seeing before and how I pivoted careers. I also talked about this a bit last week, so if you haven't listened to that one, check it out. All right, friends, that's it. See you out there. (laughs) 